What a great pleasure it is to welcome Dr. Angus Hay, Regional Executive for South Africa at Africa Data Centers, uh, joining us on this episode of What's Next. And uh, Dr. Hay is no stranger to the ICT sector. He's been around and seen this industry grow tremendously in the last few years, and especially over the last decade and 15 years. When you look back, Angus, and you look at this incredible growth that's happened with the explosion of fiber on the continent, uh, I'm sure that you you look back and you say we're making great progress. Yeah, it's great to see you again, Aki. And uh, yes, I think over the last decade, decade and a half, we've seen massive growth in, in ICT. Uh, I think starting with the with the opening up of the telecoms industry within South Africa and then across other countries, but increasingly what we're seeing now is the opening up of of cloud and of course data centers across the continent. Um, and I think as South Africa, we we remain the powerhouse that's uh, you know driving the growth of of ICT across the continent. Um, we have some challenges, but I think certainly uh, that's definitely the direction we see it going. Well, at Africa Data Centers, uh, you guys work with uh, incredible amounts of data. I, I'd, I'd hate to think the numbers because you know, there's lots of zeros involved there. And you look at global growth and the amount of zettabytes that we're creating uh, on an annual basis, and you look at that exponential growth, it's astonishing. Based on this experience, could you please explain how fast the volumes of data collected by African businesses are increasing? Is that something that can be quantified? You know, as, as Africa Data Centers, we are the infrastructure that uh, is housing a lot of the data that we see growing across the continent. Um, so we see the the global cloud providers, we are seeing financial services, we're seeing uh, sort of cloud native businesses, lots of growth. Um, it's quite hard to quantify exactly what that growth is. I mean, certainly um, we've seen analysis that says that um, we, we're, we're seeing more than double digit percentage growth in, in data volumes across the continent on an annual basis. Um, but we're certainly seeing that translate into the infrastructure demand as well. That is absolutely fascinating. And 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 you can see this by the demand for, for data centers and what your customers are saying. They want more data. They want to use more infrastructure. Now, if Africa gets big data management and processing right, uh, there are tremendous benefits. Um, economic benefits, I would imagine, is the biggest one uh, amongst the other ones. But uh, talk to us about those benefits that the continent will experience. Yeah, I think let's just talk about you know what what we're actually seeing in terms of the of of the localization of data. You know, as, as Africans, I think it's increasingly important that we store our data locally, and and there are multiple reasons why that should be. So, I think the first thing is that we've seen the arrival of the cloud in Africa. You know, up until a few years ago, the cloud was somewhere else. It was on a different continent or other continents. Um, mm. But but we've now seen the deployment of hyperscale on the African continent. And South Africa today houses core hyperscale infrastructure, uh, which is really, you know, didn't exist more than five years ago on the, on the continent. And we're seeing significant edge deployments across other regions as well. Um, and that's really bringing the cloud closer to local businesses. So it reduces latency, improves performance. And of course, there's data sovereignty from many countries that is kind of bringing that data. So um, to, to translate that into what that means in terms of, you know, access to data and being able to use data, um, you know, what we see is, is and we, we track what our, our customers require. So, uh, you know, it's fairly obvious, you know, in, in the cloud business what um, what the demand is. But um, what we see increasingly with, with enterprises is that they, they're looking for ways to use the data they have. Um, mm. and, and because there's so much data being produced from every aspect of, of businesses, um, 
a lot of that data needs, uh, you know, is, is not being leveraged. Um, and the sort of things that businesses are starting to do is using that data uh, to to create new insights into their customers, their markets. Um, I think it's also about new opportunities for businesses. You know, so much of what we what we see nowadays in the in the the broader cloud space is new business models um, yes. and new ways of of leveraging that data. Um, but I think there's you know there's there's a trend we that we see which I think is fundamental, which which overrides all of this, and that is that you know for years we've been talking about big data, we've been talking about the you know leveraging the data that businesses have, but I think the thing that is really changing now is the rapid rise of AI. And I'm not talking there necessarily about the sort of public face of, of generative AI, the language models we see, the the chat GPTs and the and the 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 Bings and the and the and the bards and so on. Um, that that you know that's not really what we're talking about when we talk about leveraging um, business data for AI. It's all about um, much more um, specific use of business data with AI models. Um, and what we are seeing is that. Um, you know the global cloud providers, the the ones that uh, you know typically make use of our infrastructure, um, are starting to offer multiple services. Just in 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 the last um, uh, little while, we've seen announcements from from the big guys, the Googles, the Microsofts, Metas, etc., mm, mm. on on some of the tools that are now available. And I think just to kind of put that in context, you know, why does this matter? It matters because data centers no longer are places to store data; they're increasingly places where we need much more compute power. And we're yes. seeing that compute power translating into more actual physical power. And of course, that compute needs to be closer to the customer. Um, and if you think about a you know, business that wants to leverage AI in its business, that's not so easy to do in your old computer basement um, mm, you know, mm. with, a, with, a, with a couple of servers. That requires um, cloud-style infrastructure and the reliability and power that you get from either public or private cloud infrastructure. Um, so that's what we're seeing is, is really the, you know, the ability to do that. And that opens up a whole lot of business models. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you're quite right in what you're saying about the generative AI. And it's it's actually quite difficult to predict uh, how much compute power we're going to be using in the next uh, you know year, two, three years, because exponentially it's just growing so fast. And that generative AI is changing on a daily basis. And these businesses... Uh, and every conference I'm sure that you attend, and I was just been at a recent one, uh, a big one, and, and these guys are all talking about generative AI and built in and baked into their systems. So very much business case scenarios, you, you're 100% right. Um, but uh, the exponential growth of it uh, must put a tremendous amount of strain. I mean, is, would that be one of the challenges that stand in the way of Africa taking advantage of the value that big data can provide? I imagine that energy must be there as well, Angus. Yeah, so, you know, just kind of just to step back again and look at it as a data center provider, you know, we, we're very conscious of the physical challenges. So infrastructure is for, is, is certainly the, the, you know, one of the biggest challenges ac across the African continent. But uh, we're starting to see that change. Um, you know, if you think about it, you spoke earlier about fiber. Um, you know, we're part of the the larger Cassava Tech Group. Um, Liquid Liquid Telecoms is one of the players there. Um, Liquid has 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 over a hundred thousand kilometers of fiber across the continent. Wow. 
uh, we as Africa data centers, the, this is the data center infrastructure part of the group, are really rolling out the megawatts of physical infrastructure required to go with that. Um, and, you know, we talk about data centers in megawatts because uh, that's what that's what actually drives the business. Megawatts mm. translates into the actual compute power that is used within a data center. So we talk about nowadays in, in, in South Africa, we talk about five to 10 megawatt builds of data centers. We're starting to see similar sizes across other um, across other territories, like in in our um, territories in in Kenya, Nigeria, um, but I think that that availability of that infrastructure is fundamental. So that's certainly yes. one of them. There are other other challenges. I mean, there's certainly skills challenges across Africa. Um, you know, and I think you know from our perspective, we we put a lot of effort into ensuring that we localize and and train skills. Um, but as a data center provider, we also see the development of downstream industries from us. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, certainly when we're talking to uh, to to regulators, to governments, etc., we're often talking about the knock-on effect or the or the um, the secondary effect of data centers coming into territories, uh, and that is the you know the, the data scientists, the analysts, the businesses that can start to use some of those capabilities locally. Um, yeah, there. I mean, there are other challenges. There, there's data privacy. That's a, that you know that's obviously one that that affects everybody. Not not just customer privacy. You know, in terms of the privacy legislation, but also just the general data protection regulations that we see. Um, the sovereignty of data. Um, you know, the, the, these are all challenges. But I think what we're certainly seeing across Africa is that's not stopping the growth. Um, you know, those challenges are, are things which we are facing, which which. Uh, Certainly, as uh, we we we're seeing the the exponential growth despite some of those challenges. Yeah, and and we seem to find solutions to many problems. I know data sovereignty was a, a massive issue, and it still is in in you know across the continent. But we're finding ways around it, and we're finding solutions to these problems. Um, but I, I want to ask you how how can high quality data center providers like yourselves at Africa Data Centers help African businesses solve these particular challenges? Yeah. So I just want to take a step back and talk a little bit about, you know, when you talk about data and what businesses are doing with their data, et cetera, you know, you need to look at the nature of each business uh, separately. So, so, Certainly, what we find, and I mean, I think this is this is true of almost any business that's that, that operates within the wider um, sort of internet and and online, is almost every business we come across is moving to the cloud, um, and and yet ironically, um, we find very few businesses that are 100% cloud, and the consequence of that is that um, migration to the cloud, obviously. You know, deployment of cloud. Uh, the cloud guys are are our direct customers, so we see the growth of the cloud. But what we find is that businesses that are moving into the cloud are often moving into a hybrid strategy where they need some private data, they need some private uh, deployments, whether that be private cloud or private um, secure deployments. If you think about a bank, for example, you know, banks mm. have some part of the, their, their service which operates in the public space, but very often their core banking applications, et cetera, need to operate in private environments, often on dedicated equipment um, and, and so on. And that is what drives the growth of um, and the need for the co-location data centers across the continent. So almost by definition, the migration to the cloud is driving the need for hybrid and therefore need for data center co-location. Very few businesses can operate with their own physical you know, data center infrastructure that they built 10 years ago. It's mm. 
they probably don't, you know, that, that cost is not something they want to bear. And, and they can find a much more flexible model, a hybrid between using co-location, such as ourselves, and the cloud um, itself. And that's, the, you know, that model is increasingly the case. And we've we've seen examples of that. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if you know, um, uh, a couple of years back, we as Africa Data Centers acquired the Standard Bank Data Center um, in, uh, in in Centurion, that data center today is 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 a hub. It's a hub for financial services. It has multiple customers in it, co-located as as a hub for financial services in South Africa and, and across the continent. Um, and you know that has created a flexible, scalable environment for multiple players. Um, there are various other things that that are kind of obvious that you get from data centers. You know, just the cost savings, the scalability. But I think yeah. when we when we talk about these, the essence of what our, what we what we see our customers requiring, it's reliability. So always on par. Um, you know, as Africa Data Centers, we provide a hundred percent availability of power. Um, wow. That takes some heavy lifting in South Africa at the moment. Um, yeah, but certainly, sure. you, that is you know that's right at the top of the of of the requirements. And I think businesses that need that need to be always on. Um, look for that security. I mean, uh, sometimes it's it's not that obvious when you when you're talking about security. But we we follow a standard called PCI DSS. That's a payment card industry standard for data center security. And basically, if you want to run any kind of financial transaction, credit card transactions, etc., that kind of security is required. So you know, again, if you if if you're not going to do that in your basement in your old data center, um, then you're looking for a provider that can give you that certification of world class security. Um, and then kind of obviously the last one is that by definition, the cloud equals the internet plus data centers. You know, combine those two is, is what really creates the, the the cloud that we see today. And therefore, any data center needs to, to have maximum connectivity, multiple internet exchanges, carrier mm. neutral, um, cloud on-ramps and, and all the carriers and fiber connectivity. Um, so, so I think, you know, those are the things which really make it um, practical and uh, for, for uh, businesses to, to look at, as, at co-location data centers such as ourselves as being the hubs of their businesses rather than the, the historical way of looking at it as on-premises. Um, and as I said, you know, almost no business is 100% public cloud. Yeah, gee, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to do the numbers of how you guys stay at 100 percent and how much, uh, how much diesel and, and energy you're doing, uh, you're consuming to keep it going. But that's what businesses want, you know. You want that that's reliability. Right, yeah. It's critical when you're running a business. You need to have that kind of reliability. How is Africa Data Centers collaborating with other role players in the business sector to really unlock the the value that you've been talking about of big data in Africa? Yeah. So. So you know, there's a there's a wider um, community. You know, so certainly we're we're seeing the Africa data uh, the African data center market, if you want to look at it as a whole, starting to mature. So so we're we're becoming an industry. You know, a few years years back, it was hard to say. You know, what is the data center industry in Africa? Today, it's very clear that there are a number of of major providers, including ourselves. You know, we we are the only major co-location provider across the continent that provides mm. hyperscale data center infrastructure that is African owned, you know, in Africa, for Africa, by Africa. In any one of our markets we have that we operate, we have 99% of the of the people running that business are from that local market. Um, and we understand those markets. So um, we obviously collaborate, you know, within the industry. We work very closely with uh, with 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 um uh, so, you know, uh, interacting with with governments and regulators and and so on in terms of deployments, um, but 
certainly what we find is that it's all about understanding the business environments that we're in. I spoke a little bit about financial services. We have a similar financial services hub as we have in, uh, you know, in in in, in Samrand in, in Centurion. We have a similar financial services hub in East Africa. Our East African hub is in Nairobi. That data center has been there for for a better part of a decade um, as, as, as part of the growth of the group. Uh, in, in South Africa, we have our three data centers, two in Johannesburg, one in Cape Town, and a new one that we're building in Cape Town. Uh, in in um, Nigeria, we've just started um, and we've deployed into um, a, a new data center in, in Lagos. But again, it's about local understanding of the businesses and their demand. And so we, we see different uh, different requirements in different markets. Um, South mm. Africa is very much dominated by by the growth of cloud and the hyperscale providers, as well as increasingly now financial services. Um, in East Africa, we've always been a very strong financial services and general um, enterprise business. Um, and we're starting to see interesting things happening now in, in West Africa. Uh, in, in, in in Lagos, we're, we're starting to see the first of the deployments of, of hyperscale infrastructure as well, and uh, and certainly you know the wider businesses in those markets. So, um, you know, how, how do we how do we make sure that we uh, that, that we are um, driving the business? It's it's all about understanding those individual markets, um, and then taking our our world class capability. You know, operating with multiple ISO standards, the capability with which we operate our tier three data centers um, and and replicating that across the, the continent in such a way that it's predictable um, and gives that um, that reliability and that security and that connectivity that those customers mm. require. And, and if, I mean, the number that blows my mind is when you look at the continent, the population of the continent of you know 1.4 billion people and less than 50% of those people have connectivity to the internet and yep. you look at the projections over the next three years where you're going to get hundreds of millions of people that are going to be connected to the internet i mean that's uh, it's mind-blowing to think what the possibilities are and what business that's going to generate and how businesses need to be prepared for this kind of influx of people connecting to the internet for the first time yeah, and, and and I think it's interesting, you know, we draw these comparisons across the mobile space, we draw the comparisons across the fiber space. There's a very interesting um, comparison you can draw in the data center space. I mean, we, we, we're currently, the African continent is about 1% of the data centers in the world, and yet we are something like 15% of the, of the population of the world. That disconnect wow. is driving this growth. So, um, you know what we've seen in 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 the in the data center space is this combination of the cloud localization of data um, means that increasingly you know Af Africa is 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 essentially the highest growth area for data centers on the um, in the world and that's the and that's what we're seeing uh, because there's this big disconnect between how big the markets are and how many data centers we actually have. Mm -hmm. uh, it's absolutely, <laughs> the numbers are quite mind-boggling. And of course, we need to have this kind of collaboration that you've been speaking about. If anybody's watching this and they're interested in working with Africa data centers to maximize the use of their business data, what, what should they do? How do they go about saying, getting in touch with Africa data centers, saying we've got this business, this business, we've yeah. got a branch in East Africa. How, how do we do business together? Yeah. So, so look. I mean, I mean, I'm going to give you the obvious, simple answer: is go to our website and 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 yeah. and inquire. Um, we have um, local um, sales and and support teams within each of our markets. So, you know, anyone who makes contact with us, 
um, you know, please come and see us. What well, interestingly, uh, you know, what we find as as one of the most effective ways of getting customers to understand, um, you know, what can we offer, um, is is for them to come and see data centers. Um, and and we have two ways of doing that. If you know, if you want in one of our markets, contact us, get a hold of us. Please come and have a look at our data centers. I think you know, customers are often blown away when they see the kind of um, you know capability in terms of the how we operate those data centers. Um, you know, to to achieve those high availabilities, it's not just about the kind of physical infrastructure. It's about mm, it's about mm. how you operate. So I think uh, you know. Please come and see us. And and for customers who happen, you know, who are not necessarily in one of the cities we operate, um, we've done some some um, excellent work on producing virtual data center tours. Um, you know, so I would um, certainly refer um, the, you know, refer them. Please, customers, to come and talk to us. Potential customers, to come and talk to us. Um, we've done some, uh, you know, some 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 um, sales to global um, customers entirely through virtual online environments like this. Um, we can yes. do a 3D walkabout in our data centers, show you what they do. Oh, that sounds exciting. And I've been to one of your data centers. And yes, you're quite right. They are very impressive. And uh, the growth has been very impressive. Um, and thank you very much for sharing those insight with, uh, insights with us, uh, uh, Angus. It's always good to chat to you and uh, just tap into your knowledge of this particular business. And every time we have these conversations, there's been such progress that's been made going forward that it's so difficult to predict what the next three years are going to be like. But if we continue along this trajectory, it's uh, it's going to be very exciting for businesses on this continent. Yeah, great. Thanks very much, Aki. It's, uh, it's been Thank great, you. To, great to speak with you again. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, looking forward to to great things, particularly in the data center space. Dr. Angus Hay, Regional Executive for South Africa Data Centers. Get in touch with them and find out how they can unlock the value in your organization. Thanks for joining us.